This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Thursday. And that means tomorrow night you need to tune in at 10 p.m. Eastern for the Friday Night Freak Show with myself and Sparkles Lavender. If you haven't you haven't met Sparkles Lavender, oh my god, is she a funny lady. You will enjoy her. We're Lord over here trying to be my producer. I greatly appreciate it. Like, oh my god, Sparkles makes an appearance! Did you know I was talking about you? Wow! I, at least I assume she's going to be here. I, um... I can never say anything for certain about Sparkle's Lavender. (laughs) But I believe she'll be here tomorrow. So, Warlord... First of all, I didn't know there was an election going on in the UK. <laughs> I've I've explained this to you before. We we are Americans over here. We don't pay attention. We're so far up our own asses. We don't pay attention to other countries. Even people that are plugged into politics like myself didn't know there was an election going on over there. <laughs> so feel free to fill me in on what's going on. Also, like you, you said it's known as a special election in the U.S. What you're talking about is, like, if, if I'm correct, I don't know that I'm correct on this, in Britain, like, you guys call, like, snap elections, right? It's, it's, you call elections when needed. There isn't, like, a set term. I know, I know more about foreign shit than I let on, I guess. I don't, I was just taking a stab in the dark. I don't I don't know anything about breezeway construction. There's been no breezeway construction over here. It's nice. It's nice and breezy here in my apartment. Fantastic show for you tonight. Trump wants to face off against Joe Biden. No, this isn't a tease for a 2024 rematch. No, Trump wants to face Joe Biden in a boxing ring. A group of anti-maskers at a school board meeting actually mocked a student who lost their grandparent. I believe we've got video of that. We've definitely got video of a Karen in a grocery store coughing on another shopper. Apparently, she has been identified and has now been fired from her job. You're about to lose your job. I promised last night that I would quit singing on the stream. My apologies. That didn't last long. And, like, I also think I I quoted the wrong Rihanna song. I I was meaning to sing S&M because we were doing the bit about the Michael Knowles talking about the the BDSM and, and they... The Saints and Mary thing, it was all fucked up. But, like, I thought I was I was singing S&M, but, like, I think I was singing Disturbia, so my apologies. I like to be correct on this show. You know how much I hate misinformation? Oh, my God! Sparkles, if you're still here. This one's for you. Dan Crenshaw is 
got a hard on about Joe Biden and the speech he gave in just a little bit. We're going to watch that, of course. I was going to go live with it, but I was exporting a bunch of videos right at that time. And I'm like, well, fuck. I'd have to cancel out all this. And I didn't want to. I, I did not want to sacrifice work I'd already done for you people. And my apologies. But Dan Crenshaw has a hard on for Joe Biden over the speech he gave just a few minutes ago. I'm sorry, a couple of hours ago. And I just want to remind everybody that I would give anything, anything in the world to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole. Give me that eye pussy. Which I put on a t-shirt. I have an eye pussy t-shirt. Up on the freak store. (laughs) But go ahead, content warning for this one. You guys may fall asleep. We're going to watch the Joe Biden speech from a couple of hours ago. Oh shit, I thought I already had it up to the point. Here we go. This was at the White House at about 5 o'clock Eastern Time, I believe. This is Biden's speech on the plan going forward with COVID. My fellow Americans. I want to talk to you about where we are in the battle against COVID-19. Losing. The progress we've made. In the world. Losing. That's where we are, Joe Biden. Worse than we have ever been. At least not as many people are dying, but the cases are through the roof and have set records. That's where we are. Work we have left to do. And it starts with understanding this. Even as the Delta variant 19... Get ready for Moo and Gamma. This country hard. We have the tools to combat the virus. If we can come together as a country and use those tools. Ha! If we raise our vaccination rate, protect ourselves and others with masking, expanded testing, and identify people who are infected, we can and we will. Sir, after we finish listening to you, I'm going to play videos of people coughing on other people. People mocking students whose grandparents died. We're not going to come together as a country. Turn the tide on COVID-19. It'll take a lot of hard work. I'm not high enough for this shit. Many of us are frustrated with the nearly 80 million Americans who are still not vaccinated. Even though the vaccine is safe, effective, and free. You might be confused about what is true and what is false about COVID-19. So well, I'm not. Outline the new steps to fight COVID-19 that I'm going to be announcing tonight, let me give you some clear information about where we stand. First, we have consi- we've made considerable progress in battling COVID-19. Let me give you some clear information. When I became president, that was a low blow. I'm sorry. He does. He does have the stutter. Today, over 175 million Americans have that protection. Before I took office, we hadn't ordered enough vaccine for every American. Just weeks in office, we did. The week before I took office on January 20th of this year, 
Over 25,000 Americans died that week from COVID-19. Last week, that grim weekly toll was down 70 percent. And then three months before I took office, our economy... Tell us about the case numbers, though, Joe. ...just 50,000 jobs a month. We're I mean, deaths are just part of the story. We know about people having symptoms long-term, this long COVID, at a healthcare system, which is, one, that's stretched to the fucking brink at the moment, two, is going to gouge everybody for every fucking cent it can, so people are going to put off care. We don't even... We don't even know all the uh, reverberating effects that COVID is going to have in our society. 100,000 new jobs a month in the past three months. Jobs aren't exactly the, the issue here, Joe. But while America is much better shape than it was seven months ago when I took office, I need to tell you a second fact. We're in the tough stretch and it could last for a while. Highly contagious Delta variant that I began to warn America about back in July spread late summer like it did in other countries before us. While the vaccines provide strong protection for the vaccinated, we read about and hear about and we see the stories of hospitalized people. And that's part of the problem is the fact that he was warning about it in in late July. Fucking I was warning about it in like May, fucking April, talking about the Delta variant was coming up on us. So if I saw it, the experts at the CDC had to have have seen it. And that's another thing. Yeah, he's not talking about the Mu variant, which has already been detected all over the country. He's not talking about the Gamma variant that is also now a variant of interest from the World Health Organization. People on their deathbeds among the unvaccinated over the past few weeks. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And it's caused by the fact that despite America having unprecedented and successful vaccination program, despite the fact that for almost five months, free vaccines have been available in 80,000 different locations, we still have nearly 80 million Americans who have failed to get the shot. And to make matters worse, there are elected officials actively working to undermine the fight against COVID-19. And media personalities. Instead of encouraging people to get vaccinated and mask up, they're ordering mobile morgues for the unvaccinated dying from COVID in their communities. This is totally unacceptable. Or even worse, that they're actively telling people not to get vaccinated or wear masks. Here's the math. The vast majority of Americans are doing the right thing. Nearly three-quarters of the eligible have gotten at least one shot. But one quarter has not gotten any. That's nearly 80 million Americans not vaccinated. And a country as large as ours, that's 25% minority. That 25% can cause a lot of damage, and they are. The unvaccinated overcrowd our hospitals or overrunning emergency rooms and intensive care units leaving no room for someone with a heart attack or pancreatitis or cancer. And fourth, I want to emphasize that or the car wrecks very strong protection heart attacks from COVID-19. I know there's a lot of confusion and misinformation. The world's leading scientists confirm that if you are fully vaccinated, 
your risk of severe illness from COVID-19 is very low. In fact, based on available data from the summer, only one out of every 160,000 fully vaccinated Americans was hospitalized for COVID per day. These are the facts. So here's where we stand. The path ahead, even with the Delta variant, is not nearly as bad as last winter. But what makes it incredibly more frustrating is that we have the tools to combat COVID-19 and a distinct minority of Americans supported by a distinct minority of elected officials. A stink minority. These pandemic politics. Agreed. They stink, Joe. Sick, causing unvaccinated people to die. We cannot allow these actions to stand in the way of protecting the large majority of Americans who have done their part. I want to get back to life as normal. As your president, I'm announcing tonight a new plan to require more. Well, at, at some point of time, well, there's always there's always variants. The named variants that we're seeing right now are are variants that the who has pinpointed like these are dangerous. If they gave it a name, wow, that's a cat ass went by there. They gave it a name like it, it, it's of interest to them because it could be dangerous. It has the potential to be worse. Like there's all like most viruses mutate to be less deadly, right? It's just when you give them millions and millions of chances. You're going to get that 0.1% that's going to mutate to be more deadly. I I think that was just part of his part of his stutter. And who am I to be making fun of somebody's you know speech? I I fuck up words all the time every night, and it's it's kind of fun to combat those blocking public health. My plan also increases testing, protects our economy. And will make our kids safer in schools. It consists of six broad areas of action. There are still people fighting mask mandates. In each of those actions, you can read more about in WhiteHouse.gov. WhiteHouse.gov. The measures, these are going to take time to have full impact. But if we implement them... I we ain't we ain't got no time. It's clobbering time right now. Ahead, we can reduce the number of unvaccinated Americans, decrease hospitalizations and deaths, and allow our children to go to school safely and keep our economy strong by keeping businesses open. First, we must increase vaccinations among the unvaccinated with new vaccination requirements. With nearly 80 million eligible Americans who have not gotten vaccinated. He listened to Howard Stern yesterday. Fuck your freedom. The FDA. Well, last month, the FDA granted that approval. So the time for waiting is over. This summer, we made progress through the combination of vaccine requirements and incentives, as well as the FDA approval. Four million more people got their first shot in August than they did in July. But we need to do more. This is not about freedom or personal choice. It's about protecting yourself and those around you. The people you work with. The people you care about. The people you love. My job as president is to protect all Americans. So tonight, I'm announcing that the Department of Labor 
is developing an emergency rule to require all. I mean, technically, his job is like more employees, foreign treaties and shit. Employ over 80 million workers to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated or show a negative test at least once a week. Some of the biggest companies are already requiring this. That's any any company with over 100 employees. Tyson's Food and even Fox News. The bottom line, we're going to protect vaccinated workers from unvaccinated co-workers. We're going to reduce Good. COVID-19 by increasing the share of the workforce that is vaccinated in businesses all across America. My plan will extend the vaccination requirements that I previously issued in the healthcare field. Already, I've announced we'll be requiring vaccinations at all nursing home workers who treat patients on Medicare and Medicaid because I have that federal authority. Tonight, I'm using that same authority to expand that to cover those who work in hospitals, home health care facilities, or other medical facilities. A total of 17 million health care workers. If you're seeking care at a health facility... So I would assume that that would be by, like, no, all these entities get federal funds, so the federal government can be like, yeah, we'll just yank your funding, Next. and none of them are going to go for that, so that's how that mandate works, I assume. will now require all executive branch federal employees to be vaccinated. All. And I've signed another executive order that will require federal... There, there were... A lot of right-wingers have brought up that there was no vaccine mandate in the White House. And I assume that the, the vaccination rate in the White House is near 100%. I would assume that anybody in the White House that hasn't been vaccinated has a medical reason for not doing so. But you don't need a mandate when everybody has already done it. That would be my assumption. Right-wingers latch on to that, though. It's kind of like the, the Sweden doesn't have a minimum wage argument. Yeah, Sweden doesn't have a minimum wage because there's no need for one. A union negotiates the set wage for workers, and it's well above what the government would mandate for the minimum. So it's it's not necessary. To do the same. But there's the executive branch order. Get vaccinated. If you want to do business with the federal government, vaccinate your workforce. Yep. And tonight... I'm removing one of the last remaining obstacles that make it difficult for you to get vaccinated. The Department of Labor will require employers with 100 or more workers to give those workers paid time off to get vaccinated. No, I can't believe that wasn't already a thing. Vaccinated or take a loved one to get vaccinated. Today, in total, the vaccine requirements in my plan will affect about 100 million Americans, two-thirds of all workers. And for other sectors, I issue this appeal to those of you running large entertainment venues, from sports arenas to concert venues to movie theaters, please require folks to get vaccinated or show a negative test as a condition of entry. And to the nation's family physicians, pediatricians, GPs, general practitioners, you're the most trusted medical voice to your patients. If they've got, if they've got access to a doctor or a general practitioner, a lot of people don't, Joe Biden, in the exact community 
where you need to get people vaccinated. And get someone to change their mind about being vaccinated tonight. I sure mean, would be nice to have universal health care. Vaccinated patients over the next two weeks and make a personal appeal to them to get the shot. America needs your personal involvement in this critical effort. My message to unvaccinated Americans is this. What more is there to wait for? What more do you need to see? We've made vaccinations free, safe, and convenient. The vaccine is FDA approval. Over 200 million Americans have gotten at least one shot. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. And your refusal has cost all of us. So please do the right thing. But just don't take it from me. Listen to the voices of unvaccinated Americans who are lying in hospital beds, taking their final... They're paid crisis actors, Joe. Come on. It's a tragedy. Please don't let it become yours. Second piece of my plan is continuing to protect the vaccinated. For the vast majority of you who have gotten vaccinated, I understand your anger at those who haven't gotten vaccinated. I understand the anxiety about getting a breakthrough case. But as the science makes clear, if you're fully vaccinated, you're highly protected from severe... For now. For now. For now. In fact... Recently, there is only one confirmed positive case per 5,000 fully vaccinated Americans per day. You're as safe as possible. And we're doing everything we can to... Because we're coming up on... Keep you safe. Waning efficacy, possibly. The shots that give you even more protection... Of people that got it when they they first could back in the spring... I know there's been some confusion. Along with a new variant, we could have a, month, a horrid wave. Our top government doctors announced come the winter time plan for booster shots for vaccinated Americans. They believe that the booster is likely to provide the highest level of protection yet. Of course, the decision of which booster shots to give, when to start them, and who will give them will be left completely to the scientists at the FDA. We need to release the IP and let other countries be able to develop their own vaccines. We've done our part. We have not done our part. We're hoarding vaccines. We're wasting them now. And now we're talking about giving booster shots to make sure our economy keeps going. Those eligible will be able to get a booster right While saying, fuck the rest of the world. Tens of thousands of sites across the, sites across the country. For most Americans, at your nearby drugstore, and for free. <laughs> Intellectual property is keeping, and maybe the most important is keeping smart our ass safe and our schools open. For any parent, I it doesn't matter how low the risk. Just scroll through fucking the news feed. Your child or grandchild of any Trust local news station, you'll see that there are so, closures of schools all over this country. Let me speak to you directly to help ease some of your worries. It comes down to two separate categories. Children ages 12 and older who are eligible for a vaccine now. And children ages 11 and under who are not yet eligible. 
The safest thing for your child, 12 and older, is to get them vaccinated. They get vaccinated for a lot of things. That's it. Get them vaccinated. As with adults, almost all the serious COVID-19 cases we're seeing among adolescents are in unvaccinated 12 to 17-year-olds. I don't know. There, there are plenty of people that would like to get my IP address, I assume. Please get your teenager vaccinated. What about children under the age of 12 who can't get vaccinated yet? Got a little paranoid there. I was like, let me check and make sure. Protect their child. VPNs Starts at home. Every parent, every teen sibling, every caregiver around them should be vaccinated. Children have four times higher chance of getting hospitalized if they live in a state with low vaccination rates rather than states with high vaccination rates. Now, if you're a parent of a young child, and we know conclusively that masks work because fucking available for them. the schools with no opt-out mask policies have the least transmission rates. For vaccine uses for children under 12. We can't take shortcuts for that scientific work. But I've made it clear I will do everything within my power. Well, I mean, most people live in a state with any resource it needs that people in Missouri will be dead in the grave before I recognize Missouri as a state. And our nation's top doctors are committed to keeping the public at large updated on the process so parents can plan. Now to the schools. We know I'm kinda I'm kinda losing interest in Biden. He's probably he's probably gonna get shut off here in a second. Masking. Adequate ventilation system. I'm starting to ramble more and more. We got the vaccine mandate. That was the important part. Because like he's got like a six part plan. We're on like part two. Fuck. Today. About 90% of school staffs and teachers are vaccinated. We should get that to 100%. We've got more interesting things to watch tonight. Teachers at the schools run by the Defense Department, because I have the authority as president of the federal system, the Defense Department and the Interior Department. While Biden is giving this speech, authority I possess. Laura Ingram, just like an hour later. That will require all... Oh, no, this might have been a, a segment from last night. I'm sorry. Laura Ingram has proclaimed America's back because we're, we're going to football games and shit again. Our youngest, most precious Americans, and give parents the comfort. And tonight, I'm calling on all governors to require vaccination for all teachers and staff. Some already... Have- stop being dumb fucks. Call on governors to stop being dumb fucks. We've got too many of them. Are nothing new. They work. They're overwhelmingly supported by educators and their unions. And all school officials... Oh, well, right-wingers are using the union advocacy as a reason to be anti-vax. I've seen that on several sites. My plan also takes on elected officials and states that are undermining you and these life-saving actions. Right now... I'm looking at you, Ron DeSantis. ...children safe in a pandemic while their governor picks a fight. Oh, God, we did the segment last night. It looks pretty good for Gavin Newsom. There's probably not going to be a Larry Elder administration in California come this time next week. I'll use my power as president to get them out of the way. I'm at least, you know, we can hope and pray. Has already begun to take legal action against states undermining protection that local school officials have ordered. Any teacher or school official 
whose pay is withheld for doing the right Whose pay is withheld? I thought it was like, whose pay is hell. I'm like, what? <laughs> well, bye, Sparkles. I guess she got upset that I'd turn Biden off. She came here for the Biden. We'll see you tomorrow evening. Governors immediately push back on unconstitutional Biden plan. We'll fight them to the gates of hell. Numerous governors have issued statements following Democrat President Joe Biden's speech on Thursday signaling that they will strongly oppose his attempts to mandate vaccines. The pushback from governors came after the administration said on Thursday that the Department of Labor's Occupational Safety and Health Administration will force all employers with 100 or more employees to ensure their workforce is fully vaccinated. Immediate reaction from Governors Tate Reeves of Mississippi. The president has no authority to require that Americans inject themselves because of their employment at a private business. The vaccine itself is life-saving, but this unconstitutional move is terrifying. This is still America, and we still believe in freedom from tyrants. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp, I will pursue every legal option available to the state of Georgia to stop this blatantly unlawful overreach by the Biden administration, meaning that all these assholes are going to waste taxpayer money fighting this shit in court. Christy Nome of South Dakota, my legal team is standing by ready to file our lawsuit the minute at Joe Biden files his unconstitutional rule. This gross example of federal intrusion will not stand. uh, Henry McMaster of South Carolina, the American dream has turned into a nightmare under President Biden and the radical Democrats. They have declared war against capitalism. Clip this and put it in things reactionaries say that would be cool if they were true or whatever the fucking group is called. They have declared war on capitalism, thumbed their nose at the Constitution, empowered our enemies abroad. Rest assured, we will fight them to the gates of hell to protect the liberty and livelihood of every South Carolinian. Arizona's Doug Ducey says this is exactly the kind of big government overreach we have tried so hard to prevent in Arizona. Now the Biden-Harris administration is hammering down on private businesses and individual freedoms in an unprecedented and dangerous way. It's not unprecedented. It's, it's, it's fucking not unprecedented. We have required vaccinations for numerous things throughout the years. Fuck. This will never stand up in court. This dictatorial approach is wrong, un-American, and will do far more harm than good. Now, the thing about the courts is uh, it's kind of wishy-washy. The right has been appointing judges for fucking the last 20 years with with an accuracy and a fervency not seen before. So the courts lean heavily to the right. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. It's just unfortunate that taxpayer money is going to be wasted on this kind of bullshit. How many work or uh, yeah, 
Fuck me. How many workers will be displaced? Tell me how many workers have been displaced because of the pandemic, sir. How many kids kept out of the classrooms? How many kids are being kept out of the classroom now? There are closures all over this fucking country. How many businesses find? The vaccine is and should be a choice. We must and will push back. These these people are absolute fucking morons. Asa Hutchinson in Arkansas, who has had to... has had to correct himself multiple times now throughout the pandemic. You would think he wouldn't join in this fucking right-wing barrage. But Hutchinson of Arkansas says, I fully support continued efforts to increase vaccination rates across our nation, but the federal government mandates on private businesses are not the right answer. I have been consistent in the freedom of business to require their employees to be vaccinated, and I have opposed the government from saying businesses cannot exercise that freedom. The same principle should protect private sector from government overreach that requires them to vaccinate all employees. I love some Bjork. I was uh, at a stoplight a few years back, and I was seeing some Bjork, and it wasn't like 90s poppy Bjork. It was like last couple of albums. Fucking like grunts and flutes and shit. And I was like, I wasn't, I say I was singing along. I, you know, I'm, I'm mouthing and making vocals like what I think Bjork is saying. And I look over, because I had the windows down. It was a nice day. And I look over, there's just some girl just like, Jaw wide open fucking. What the fuck is that shit? Greg Giaforte. Who attacked a reporter one time. The governor of Montana said President Biden's vaccination mandate is unlawful and un-American. We are committed to protecting Montanians. Montanans? Montanians? Freedoms and liberties against this gross federal overreach. God, it just keeps going on. Governor Meemaw in Alabama. Once again, President Biden has missed the mark. His outrageous overreach mandates will no doubt be challenged in the courts. Placing more... That sounds like some Republican fucking abortion laws. How many fucking abortion laws has Alabama passed that have gotten struck down in the courts? That you fucks waste taxpayer money on. His outrageous overreaching mandates will no doubt be challenged in the courts. Placing more burdens on both employers and employees during a pandemic. With the rising inflation rates. Rising transmission rates is more like it, Governor Meemaw. Rising inflation rates and lingering labor shortages is totally unacceptable. Albamians have stepped up by rolling up their sleeves to get the COVID-19 vaccine. We have the lowest vaccination rate in the country. Increasing our doses administered significantly in recent weeks. We've done so without mandates from Washington, D.C. or Montgomery. I've made it abundantly clear. I support the science and encourage. I think it's more that just like the unvaccinated are dying off. And it improves our vaccination rate then. 
I've made it abundantly clear I support the science and encourage folks to take the vaccine. However, I am absolutely against the government mandate on the vaccine, which is why I signed the vaccine passport ban into law here in Alabama. This is not the role of government. I continue encouraging any Alabamian who can to get the COVID-19 vaccine. We have a safe and effective tool at our fingertips, so let's roll up our sleeves and get this thing beat. Talking out of both sides of her fucking ass. Oh, God. Meanwhile, President Biden is being challenged by the former president. And we talked about the chances that Trump would take on Biden come 2024. But no, 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 no. Donald Trump says he would like to knock President Biden out in a boxing match. Trump is going to be at the Holyfield fight, which is hilarious. Because it's supposed to be Oscar De La Hoya. I can't, like, I can't. I'm still trying to wrap my head around the fact that Evander Holyfield is fighting. Fucking. Oscar De La Hoya had to pull out of this fucking shit. It was Oscar De La Hoya, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm not. I don't keep up with this shit. Hey DK, why are you? Why are you coming in here, borking up our fucking chat with nonsense that has nothing to do with what we're talking about? This is what I yelled at you about last night. What the fuck? Has absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about doesn't prove a point in any fucking way you look you look like a fucking idiot oh I know RB was asking you because like RB was probably wondering like why the fuck is this idiot talking about this what does it have to do with anything I want, I want DFKGF in a fucking boxing match. That's what I want. Give it to me. I want it sanctioned. Where's me some fucking Dana White or Jake Paul or whoever the fuck I have to talk to to make this shit happen. Where's my Don King at to promote this shit? Don King's dead, isn't he? It's been nearly a year since Donald Trump lost the 2020 presidential election, but his vendetta with President Joe Biden remains. The former president recently attended a press conference for the upcoming boxing match between Evander Holyfield and Vitor Belfort. There, he was asked about who his desired contender would be if he were to ever get in the ring. If you said I had to box somebody, I think probably my easiest fight would be Joe Biden. Because I think he'd go down very, very quickly. Very, very quickly. 
first of all, first of all, you know what would happen quickly in a boxing fight or in a boxing match? I'm sorry, in a boxing fight. I sound I sound like a real man, don't I? His fucking his fucking gloves would fall off. Look at these tiny hands. Look at those tiny fucking hands. He couldn't even have fucking boxing gloves on those tiny hands. They'd fall right the fuck off. How's he gonna knock out somebody with those tiny goddamn hands? What the fuck are you talking about? But CNN headed to the Ozarks to talk to some, uh... Vaccine skeptics, so this should be some good content. This hike is a little shocking. It's really raging. Okay, so they are in uh, Missouri. Down. It's almost like a plague. It's almost like a plague. People just acted like, oh, it doesn't help. It bothers me sometimes that people just act like COVID is a big joke. I always want to say, well, why don't you just come right up here to the cemetery and I'll show you my husband's grave and I can show you it's no joke. Over the five days we spent in Carter County, Missouri, it felt like COVID was closing in around us. The positivity rate kept climbing and is now 32%. Some people we wanted to interview told us they'd just been exposed or were too sick to talk. This is a chicken pepper. Hold that in your hand. We first came to Van Buren in October 2020 when COVID was starting to surge in rural America. When we heard that one of the diners we'd interviewed people in had closed for COVID, we wanted to come back and see what had changed. By the end of the spring, many thought COVID was over, but in the past few weeks, it's raged through town. The vaccination rate is very low, with only 27% fully vaccinated. Could be raging because people acted like it was over and it's not. The overwhelming majority of our patients that are admitted to the hospital with clinically severe- This coronavirus! I didn't realize how unvaccinated we were. Um, I guess that's my fault. I didn't continue to push as hard as I should have to get people vaccinated because I thought everybody was. I'm sure you did your part, dude. Uh, But I was wrong. It came back like a brush fire. Are you vaccinated? No, but I will be. I was pretty skeptical of it until I've kind of watched all this happen. Jim's wife Why? had cancer for 12 years, but COVID killed her in eight days. He says the doctor told her not to take the vaccine because of her chemo. When did your wife die? Well, that makes sense. I talked to her up till Sunday before she died. And she said, this is bad. She said, you all need the shot. And I think she's right. Last time we came here, the debate was over masks. And it had gotten very political. We sat in the coffee shop and watched people walk in the door. We look at a mask and we all look at each other and we go, Democrat. Later that fall, there was a COVID surge in the area. But the health center says this wave is much worse. In Van Buren, after just two days of school this August, about 20 kids tested positive. Five days later, almost a quarter of students were under quarantine. The preschool had to close for two weeks. Come get your food, Tyler. People in town were gone. It closed for two weeks. What's the point? You're just going to open back up and the same thing is going to happen. I kind of thought it was all bullshit myself. Tell me more. Tell me why. That ain't the way people are here. I think people here try to take care of each other. Those boys sitting in the coffee shop don't know what they're talking about when they're talking about COVID. They need to walk through the COVID ward. That's danger mine. But Jim admits some people are pretty set in their views. good friend of mine, he hasn't had the shot, but everywhere he goes, if he goes in any place, he wears a mask. 
and he's probably one of the best guys I know. But uh, you're not going to change anything about him. <laughs> you maybe you already interviewed him. Would he talk to us? Yeah, but you probably wouldn't like what he tell you. That's <laughs> Let's do it then. We want it. We want it. Yes, he called him up. Hey, I'm surrounded. I need you to come down here. I'm serious. Who are you surrounded by? Well, a bunch of women. Okay, I'll be right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, come on. Oh, this is spectacular. Why do you not want the vaccine? I ain't taking that yet. I ain't taking it. I don't like people trying to push a shot on me or something else because I'm the best bullheaded fellow you've ever seen. Last fall, COVID put Wayland in the hospital for seven days. I was on everything they had. Uh, steroids, full drip, plasma from uh, people that had COVID drug that they give my president Trump and they run, and they finally burn it out of me. Who fucking Trump took the vaccine, you asshole? Like the Generon. Well, yeah. I would have took anything. It wouldn't have mattered what it was. But why Why would you trust the Generon and not the vaccine? Am I going to have to tell her? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, they... Well, the one thing is... They shafted my president. They would have had the vaccine, already had it, already had it, but they wouldn't give it to him because they knew damn good and well he'd be reelected. There wasn't nothing nobody could do. So they had to swindle around and skin around and keep it from him just as soon as the election was over. Here we got it. Wow. By the way, that was always the timing. We like, like they got it out as soon as they fucking could. We knew what the window was for getting the vaccine, and it was always going to be after the election. Holy shit! I mean, that's a, that's an awful lot of people's loved ones. And I mean, this dude seems like he's funny. I would enjoy hanging out with him in in some aspect, maybe playing cards or some shit. But like, that's dumb. That's dumb. And that and and that goes back to reinforce my belief that Trump not telling people that he got vaccinated and making a big deal about it in January is really fucking us up now. Now, it would have only been a small percentage, but it could have been like fucking 5%, 10% of his supporters, 20% of his supporters, maybe. But that would have persuaded to go get the vaccine, but that might have been enough to put us over the hump to herd immunity. We we just need a small slither of them. Because, I mean, it's like 75% right now has one shot. We're looking at, you know, herd immunity being somewhere in the high 70%, low 80% range. We just need a small slither of them to get vaccinated. So Trump literally fucked us out of that by not making a big deal about getting the vaccine in January before he left office. So that's that's just another fuck you, Donald Trump, you asshole. Me, uh, my president. I ain't taking your medicine. <laughs> Not from 
I'll take what they give him, but I'm not taking yours. <laughs> he took the vaccine, though. Yeah, well, he might him. have. I don't know that. I think they give him the regeneron. They did give him that, but he did take the vaccine. Later on, probably. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he didn't. I don't know that, but that's what pissed me off. He said it. He said it in rallies and shit. Fuck. There's no evidence for Waylon's theory, but he wasn't alone in his skepticism. Have you thought about getting the vaccine? Hmm? No way. Oh, really? How come? Because I don't want to get sick. And you think the vaccine would make you more sick? Yeah, probably. It made my mom sick. Okay. You mean when she got the... Well, she got the vaccine in February. And she got sick on Monday with COVID. Yep. Maybe COVID. Um, is she going to get tested? Probably not. She's just staying home. Oh, okay. How and I'm bringing her groceries and yeah. doing whatever I can away from her. Yeah. <laughs> One of her friends tested positive, and she had been with him, so more than likely. I'm really behind right now because I was down for about a week and a half being sick, and I don't care. I got it. I told everybody, hey, I had COVID. Hey, don't. If you don't want to get around me, don't get around me. I do have it. So did you have the vaccine? You shouldn't be around people, you asshole. There's not enough research on it. I'm not totally against the shot. I mean, if I have to take it and it's going to help me in the future and not hurt me. I, I hope it is. I, are, are you, you are you wondering if I it's good not. to see me? And why not? I just uh, I haven't got it. It's good to see you, Cricks. Uh, had a, a lot of people around me had it. I just haven't never got vaccinated. Around here, we're pretty country folk, and it's kind of hard to get people to do something they don't understand completely or they don't don't feel the need to. But are you in that category? Well, I guess. <laughs> I'll really get deep with you. I believe if the good Lord wants me right now, it doesn't matter if I take a vaccine or I don't. And I know, I know. There is no God, you idiot. Go get the shot, but yeah. that's just uh, you know that's just the way I look at things. Now, before anybody gets on my ass, like I can I can make an argument with like some some sort of like pantheistic god or whatever. Like I can't rule out like higher beings or yada yada yada. But like any human conception of God is bullshit. This dude's God is bullshit. <laughs> I don't want to ever give anybody an excuse for doing something like not getting vaccinated, but the reasons uh, do hearken to someone who has, you know, been told that they're a dumb hillbilly all their life by the rest of the country, and that is not, that's not an excuse, but it's part of the reason. I mean, they are dumb. I know that we're oppressed or disenfranchised, and I don't know if we deserve to even feel that way here, but we are a flyover state in a social situation where peer pressure is is so hard. We've Let me prove to you how not dumb I am by being really fucking dumb. Had a lot of trouble to try to get people vaccinated. To break out of that peer group is very hard for people. Has anyone wanted to get vaccinated in secret? Well, um, yeah, absolutely. Like, tell um, me what they say. When they're in my office and they say, I don't want to get vaccinated and this is why, and it's usually uh, at the very Freedom, freedom. Reason. We have set up things where we can sneak one in your arm wherever you need to do it because that's our goal. It's hard, but it's not. Yep. 
The health center said more people in Van Buren got the vaccine after two local kids in their 20s were hospitalized with COVID earlier this summer. Last year, we talked to Brian, who was pretty cavalier about COVID. I guess if I get it and it kills me, then it's slow walking and sad singing for the family. What would you put on your tombstone? Didn't wear a mask. It took some <laughs> to talk to us again and tell us what's happened since. And no one feels like they can trust our government. It's not my fault no one's, no one's wearing their mask. And it's not my fault no one's taking the vaccine. And see, I can sympathize with that. I, like, I... If given the time, and it would be such a fucking headache, I could deprogram this dude. I understand where your distrust of government comes from, and I'm with you. What what we need to succeed and make government work for us is to act as a collective. I actually saw this woman posted a meme. It was so it was so fucking good. But like she's on the she's on the wrong side. It was it was like uh, it had a dude on a castle and and was like, it's easy to stay where we're at as long as you convince the people with pitchforks that they're coming for your uh, pitchforks and the people with torches that they're coming for your torches or like the people with pitchforks are are coming for your torches or something something like that. It was a good meme, but this was a dumb fuck right winger that was trying like. That the vaccine was some kind of divide and conquer uh, uh, mission by the government. (laughs) And I'm like, they have convinced you that collective action and joining with me is communism. You've been convinced that I'm coming for your pitchfork. Grab a torch with me and we, we, we can take this government down together and make it work for us. In a democratic way. You guys know I'm a fucking wonk. I, I I am into legislating and shit. I think because I know I've got friends that are revolutionaries that think we just need to tear the whole system down. But like my worry is what comes after that. It's usually not better. So if we can reform this system, that's just, that's my outlook. Well, capital has spent a a lot of capital making us turn on each other. You know, I went on the, uh, like, the rant the other day when I was, I, I grew up in coal country. And as a child, we had to go to the, coal fair and do projects about how wonderful the coal industry was. It's fucking brainwashing. But when you've got enough money to be able to influence local schools like that by giving them grants and shit, and especially because we don't properly fund our schools, businesses can be like, oh, hey, here's this great, that's that's a, it's a one-two punch. Keep taxes low and business is able to influence by, you know, going and throwing a couple million at a local school. They're able to put on a fucking fair and brainwash children into being against their own best interest. It's fucking, it's sick. It's the government's fault. It's the government's fault. Please, run. Did you get the vaccine? It doesn't matter whether I got the vaccine or not, whether I did or didn't. 
Corona doesn't care whether you're a, whether you're, who you are. I know. Whether you think you're a big tough guy or whether you're uh, anything, it doesn't matter. If you get it, it can kill you and destroy you. So I don't want my wife to have to wonder when they put you in a medical induced coma and hook a tube, stick a tube down your throat, is he going to come back out of it? That's why I got a vaccine. Ellie Reed, CNN, Van Buren, Missouri. Oh, dude admitted it. He got a vaccine. I kind of thought when he said, when he at first said, you know, it doesn't matter. I was like, oh, you went and got a vaccine, didn't you, dude? That was in Missouri. Head on over to Nebraska. To a grocery store where a woman seen in viral video calling on shoppers has now lost her job. You about to lose your... I'm sorry I keep singing on the stream. Let's watch the video here first. Because I don't need to have one on. I'm not sick and neither are you. Okay, but you don't have to be coughing at me. You don't know who's sick or not. <laughs> you it's my allergy. You don't have know allergies. who's sick or not by, by looking oh, at Oh, yeah, yeah. And you so don't. two years ago, before anybody started talk, talking about COVID, you were okay with that, though, going out not knowing you were sick, right? You don't know anything right? about my health. I don't. Yeah, she's coughing she's at me. Her. I have my allergies, and she got all freaked no, out because I'm coughing. No, she's coughing. But how do you know? You don't know, and she just said, I don't know anything about her health. You don't know anything about my health. I actually, I, maybe I have a medical okay, everybody. release. I don't need to wear a mask. Okay, bye. The woman who defied a local mask mandate and coughed on a woman and her daughter in a Nebraska grocery store is no longer employed at her job at an Arizona business. Business software company SAP confirmed Wednesday that the woman featured in the viral video is a former employee who now no longer works for the company. The viral video originally posted to Twitter by a user with the handle RoBeastRow allegedly occurred at a Lincoln, Nebraska grocery store. In the video, the woman is shown without a mask in defiance of a current mandate in Lancaster County. The woman who posted the video later wrote wrote on Reddit that a store employee separated her from the maskless shopper. However, the poster claimed the maskless woman continued to follow her and her daughter around. The woman continued to cough without covering her mouth in a second video. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's a... Um, excuse me? Excuse me. <coughs> I'm coming through. <coughs> this absolutely is assault in a pandemic, by the way. You cannot do this shit. She should be arrested on top of being fired. Poster later said she was forced to leave the store without finishing her shopping, all while the maskless woman continued to follow her. Oh, wow, the person complaining about the maskless woman and getting coughed on is the one that was asked to leave the store. Holy shit. Head to Knoxville, Tennessee. For a board meeting where apparently a student gave some heartfelt testimony a couple days ago 
about their grandparent passing away. And tonight, another mid-state school board meeting is making national headlines. You might remember the one in Williamson County that got out of hand just last month. Well, now Rutherford County is in the spotlight. The topic for each one, face masks in schools. News Force Cameron Taylor is live outside the Rutherford County School Board building tonight. And Cameron... I'm sorry, that's not Knoxville. Knoxville is Knox County. In this viral video. Yeah, that's right, Tracy and Mars. You may have seen this portion of the meeting on your social media feed. Tonight, we spoke with that young man about his perspective of what happened. Hold on, I want to hear that, but let's can, can we watch the video here? Shit. Interview you won't see anywhere else tonight. This time last... Okay, there we go. My grandmother, who was a former teacher at the Rutherford County School System died of COVID because someone wasn't wearing a mask. This is a very... You can hear and see some of the crowd laughing after Grady Knox shares a personal story about COVID-19. He spoke in front of the Rutherford County School Board Tuesday night in favor of a mask mandate. This is a very... He tries to continue his speech, but gets interrupted. The school board chairman then speaks up. Hey, guys. We're here to act professional. It was complete insanity from my perspective. Knox is a junior at Central Magnet. He says he could not believe what happened. If they laugh at me about, like, a personal story about my grandmother, like, that's that's just disrespectful. You're sociopaths. So I was, like, shaken a little bit. Board members like Claire Maxwell say the reaction from some in the audience did not sit well with them. We all wholeheartedly, all seven of us, were ashamed of what happened, and we want to make sure that nothing like that ever happens again. Those two minutes of the roughly three-hour meeting have now spread on social media. Knox says it is not a reflection of Rutherford County. I hope that they can see that there's people like me that want to see change and look past all of the hecklers. For Knox, he says the laughing will not stop him from speaking up again. As long as I can get my message across, I don't really think it matters what the crowd thinks of me. As long look at the disdain on this woman's face. What has to happen to you in life that you're hearing a child describe the death of a grandparent and you look at them with that kind of disdain? What the fuck is wrong with you, lady? I, I, I don't fucking get it. And I, I would like to share with you guys this. I asked a sincere question. I never got a response back. Well, I got a response back. And then the woman quickly blocked me. So this is a woman posting about how she's a registered nurse. And she's going to go to a board of education meeting on September the 14th. Presentation will focus on unmasking our children, health risk, and liabilities. Under it, I posted, given this information, why would you want to do that? The Tennessee schools with no opt-out mask policy have the lowest COVID-19 case rates. And it's not even a, a, a debate. Like it, they, Their rates are far, far lower. The graph is insane. Proving, beyond a shadow of a doubt, masks work. Are they perfect? No. People will still catch COVID, even if everybody masks up. 
but it's going to cut the transmission rate down drastically. I do not know why anyone would go and advocate for a policy that will ensure children get sick. Will ensure a small percentage of them die. I do not know how you get to a place in your life where you have let right-wing propaganda rot your goddamn brain, where you are sitting at a school board meeting with scorn on your face, watching a child describe his grandparent passing away. What the fuck is wrong with you? That goes beyond just being a fucking moron. I can get my message across. I don't really think it matters what the crowd thinks of me because overall, they're not the ones making the decisions for the school. And back out here live, the school board said tonight at their work session, they'll be making a statement at tomorrow's regular meeting about the now viral video. As for that woman you saw in the video, we've been trying to get in touch with her, but so far we have not been able to reach her just yet. Once we do, we'll be sure to share her. Oh God, I hope, I hope you get a hold of her, please. I hope the internet has identified her and she is getting drug on Twitter right now. Holy fuck. Now, a teacher in a district a couple of counties over is going now, to share their concerns going into the school year. Worry. Now, only- as always, I, I haven't seen this going in. This this teacher may, you know, take the exact opposite stance, be like, oh, everything's fine. I don't fucking know. Let's see what she has For to say, their safety though. and their students' safety, but also when it comes to interruptions with education. WAT6 on your side reporter Kirsty Crawford spoke with a teacher today to find out what the average day looks like in their classroom. She joins us now here in the studio. So, Kirsty, this year challenging in its in its own way, really, compared to last year. That's right, Bo. There are new frustrations, yeah. but it's not all bad. Teachers are back to being able to help kids in person, which is a plus. But that has a downside. According to the seventh grade science. Well, yeah, high transmission rates. Sizes are back to normal, meaning more people in the room with no mask mandates. And then now they're having to deal with a lot more absences. Well, duh. Only one month into the new school year and hundreds of students and teachers aren't in class. We're scared. We're already tired. Um, we're, uh, we're worried about what it's going to look like next week and the week after that. Dave Gorman works at Cedar Bluff Middle. He says every aspect of school has been hit with COVID-19. You know, you have custodians who are out sick. You have bus drivers who are out sick. You have cafeteria workers who are out sick. Given all that, Gorman... I have seen school districts offering to pay, pay, offering to pay parents to take their children to school. He's trying to make this school year as normal as possible. He's bringing back activities students couldn't do virtually. They want to do hands-on science when we can, and we, we weren't able to do that last year. So we've done some labs that the kids have been really excited about this year, which is... Now more than ever, indeed. And it's much more enjoyable for them as students. Foreman says this year has been... Public education has always been under assault in this country, but my God, going forward with this charter school fight, school choice is going to be a big... 
Once the Trump effect is absent from our politics, I assume Republicans will go somewhat back to having normal policies and school choice would be one of the things that they're going to hyper-focus on. Once again, Trump's kind of a wild card in everything. For some, but he says for 7th graders, switching from virtual also creates a social... Not not that it wasn't a issue inside his administration with Betsy DeVos and everything. Uh, Trying to figure out what they need for me or what somebody else, you know, guidance counselor can provide for them. With certain protocols left up to the individual person, Gorman isn't worried students won't learn. Well, no, 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 no. Okay, okay, like... I'm not saying like the 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 I'm like concerned. Obama talking about the fever breaking like Obama was stupid to think that. No, I don't think a fever breaks. But like at this moment in time, the Republican Party doesn't have a platform. There is no platform like it's whatever like Trump's whims are. There is no clear I mean, I mean they didn't even adopt a platform at the 2020 convention. Once Trump is out of the picture somehow, and he's not the one dictating the party, I assume there is some return to having an agenda that you can legislate on. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But I would think that they would focus heavily on school choice. And I think that's, that's the top of their agenda moving forward, absent the Trump effect. Because, you know, whatever fucking Trump wants is the GOP agenda. Because he runs the fucking party. That we'll, we'll lose more teachers and God- the, the fucking Republicans have always been fucking batshit crazy. Foreman says one good thing. They were more organized. This year is how much more parents are involved. He says right now, many teachers are afraid to voice their needs. So he's glad parents are stepping up and being involved now more than ever. Bo. All right, Kirsty, thank you very much. By the way, Gorman. Well, that wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't informative, but I really liked that teacher. He was cool. Now, we do have some good news in Mobile, Alabama, which is right in like the COVID hotspot in the Gulf Coast. They have seen a 34% drop in patients. So it really seems like with at least this Delta wave, we get like a spike towards the beginning. And so, cause this is what happened in, uh, the UK back in August. August was just a month ago. God damn it. <laughs> seems so long ago, but then, and then their cases kind of plateaued. And when we saw it going down, we we're like, oh, that's hopeful. And then the kind of the cases steadied out. Hospitals in and around Huntsville and Tuscaloosa areas are filled up with as many COVID-19 patients as they had last month. East Alabama Health is approaching record-breaking hospitalizations. The state doesn't have enough intensive care unit beds to treat the ill. Officials said that last week that the situation is dire inside Alabama's hospital some of which are receiving outside help to get them through the surge in the Delta variant cases. But if there is a glimmer of hope, it's this. In Mobile and Baldwin counties, where infections and hospitalizations soared before other areas of Alabama, a decline is underway. 
Louisville County's hospitals have seen a 34% drop in the number of COVID-19 patients since reaching a high of 486 patients on August 17th. The statistics are also declining in Baldwin County, where the three hospitals are showing improvements over the surge that inundated their emergency rooms earlier this month. Decline has been steady mid-August. Around 430 people were hospitalized in the county with COVID-19 on August 26th, but that number dropped almost every day through Tuesday when 320 people were hospitalized. So hopefully we do plateau somewhat. Yeah, there there is an element to the Trump movement that's very rooted in the in the lost cause propaganda. You're exactly right. That is a big part of it. Speaking of white supremacist propaganda, Laura Ingram had uh uh what's this dude's name oh my god they didn't even t- oh my god the title of the video and and the details say fearless host cheers the return of packed stadiums as college football returns so he's not he's not a personality with a fucking name He's just the fearless host. It's so wild. He's but for those of you listening to the podcast, he's a black man, by the way. I wonder if that's just a kawinky dinker. They do all their fucking guests that way. That's so weird. So, dude, I'm sorry. I can't even say your name because Fox didn't think it was important enough to put on the clip of the video. Poor dude. He hosts a show called Fearless, though. Jason Whitlock, host of Fearless. Oh, Jason Whitlock. Oh, he was on with, um, he was on with, uh, like Crowder or something the other day. And Crowder made a fool of himself. Whitlock on Blaze TV. Jason, great to see you. What was it like, um, this weekend for the country and for those people, there were students and alums and other fans that gathered in stadiums across the country to just celebrate, in a sense, being together? <laughs> For me, Lauren, I, I played college football. I'm a huge college football fan. What yeah, yeah, those pictures are incredibly alarming, all the college football stadiums. The NFL is back, what, tomorrow, tonight, something like that? So we've got NFL games are going to be going on, which I'd say a lot of stadiums are requiring vaccination. A lot of schools probably require vaccination. I don't know about in the South. But, like, God, that picture is so worrying. All this weekend was heartening and gave me hope. The American people are starting to wake up. They're tired of being trapped in this game of fear and control that's being played by Fauci and a lot of politicians on the left. And they, the American people are starting to wise up that they're smarter and wiser than corporate media. They're smarter than politicians. This motherfucker is as corporate media as they fucking come. Fox News is as corporate media as they come. What the fuck are you talking about? And no, no, the average Fox viewer is not smarter 
than representatives of the CDC? No. Not by a long shot, Whitlock. That play politics with every crisis and every issue, and we're getting back to normal, and people are getting comfortable with the fact there's no denial of the impact of COVID, but there is a growing reality. We're going to have to live and deal with COVID, not live in fear of COVID. And die from it. I was very happy to see this. we got to remember these college football stadiums are outside our urban core and cities, uh, major cities that are more Democratic-controlled. And so, basically, Lauren, and I hate to politicize it, but it's just true. You saw Trump America out in full force at college stadiums. People like Fauci and the people on the left know that college football is a representation of Trump. I, I, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of Trump supporters that were, you know, watching football uh, over the weekend. But young people... Uh, especially people that go to college are not likely to support Trump. Just pointing that out. And they want to demonize those people. Let them let die. Not wearing masks. Stop making me sing. I need to stop singing on stream. That's not something that should not become a, a signature of mine. I'm horrible. Every rioting, looting deal that was done in the summer of 2020, none of it was COVID concerns were all disappeared, and that was perfectly fine. But going to a football game and supporting some of our best and brightest athletes, oh, this is terrible. This isn't a good idea. Yeah, well, also, Jason, we've had full stadiums at Fenway and at ballparks across the country. We've had the U.S. Open Stadium. And we've had spikes. Was was there any outrage expressed by Fauci? He didn't sing. Were were there any spikes? The U.S. Open. Cat ass. Did he? He did not. My socks. You know, you usually get a smoky. It's a socks. But there was a lot of anti-Biden chants cascading across a lot of these college football stadiums. Yeah, you can look at it. he didn't like that. I was like, "Do not put my ass on your stream." Naughty. But I think we can play it so people know at least what you're talking about. Let's watch. I don't know, Jason, you get some uh, inebriated college students are about <laughs> they're going to chant a lot of things. But yeah, that, that was uh, four. I counted four stadiums where that chant started. The, the sentiment <laughs> is real. People are tired. And this particular segment. Yes, the sentiment that you are pumping people full of every night on your propaganda station is incredibly real. I have watched it. Like, after 9-11, I would go over to my grandparents' house, and my, my grandfather would always have fucking Fox News on. I'm like, you need to turn that shit off. It rots your brain. It rotted his brain. It really did. Like, he, he's like a fucking zombie now. That is tired of the leftist politics around COVID, around control, around just undermining this country. It's all about owning the libs. Represents that part. Uh, of Give us the right to die so we can own the libs. There's a lot of anti-Joe Biden sentiment among, I think, college football fans. I don't think those are one-offs, and I think they know. Well, I mean, even those chants were just a smattering of assholes. The country during this college football season. 
because that fan base <laughs> is a bit different than the fan bases of professional teams. Uh, RB, that's I'd never even so thought of that. Happy to see those. Megan Kelly wishes she didn't leave Fox News. I just love seeing them jump around and be college kids. They get they get to actually be kids. And and look, they've a more dangerous for them to get in a car after a few drinks than it is. It's just it's going to affect all of us. We're going to have other variants. They're going to kill innocent people. Thank you so much. I mean, like I'm I'm okay with with a few of these fucks dying off, but that's just like there's consequences for it. Oh God. Another school board meeting here, but this time they're not upset about masks. I don't know. Maybe they're going to mention masks. This time it's about the teacher who was fired for being Antifa because of the Project Veritas video. Uh, That's the topic here. Let's hear from you, Christopher. My name is Christopher Orr. And uh, you guys fired Gabriel Geip uh, today because y'all got caught yesterday. You know, okay, we, as people have mentioned, this guy had an Antifa flag on his wall. He had Chairman Mao on his wall. He was indoctrinating these kids every single day. He, he was he was a history he was teacher. Abusing them, scaring them every single day. Where the hell was the principal? Where were the vice principals? Where was the fa- other faculty at this school? Where was the superintendent? Where was the rest of the district? Where were you? You know, he was fired today. Why was Yeah, and that's I, I brought that up earlier. Why the whole the, the, the long COVID and we don't have fucking proper medical services and goddamn the the average hospital stay for COVID is something like forty grand. We we're gonna have a fucking financial cliff because of that on top of the people that are gonna be evicted, on top of the people that lost their unemployment benefits. Like, like, holy shit, things are going to get way worse before they get better. <laughs> I... This poor dude. This poor dude. I don't know the whole story on the teacher. I don't, like... There was, like, a picture of Chairman Mao in his fucking classroom. I don't think there was an Antifa flag. I don't know where the Antifa flag come from. But, the like, the video, we watched the video, and it was, like, insanely edited together. It was taking, like, fractions of sentences and putting them together that far edited. So, vice principals, where was the fa- other faculty at this school? Where was the superintendent? Where was the rest of the district? Where were you? You know, he was fired today. Why wasn't he fired a year ago? Why wasn't he fired two years ago? Why did this go on for so long? Why are you only doing anything about it now? Because you got caught. Exactly. Got caught doing what? Okay, and you guys, you need, you're, you're going to be held accountable. This, this is because of you. Okay? Gabriel Guy and I am worried about what our local school boards, which already lean conservative, are going to look like after this wave of chuckle fucks runs for elections. Not only runs for elections, but also force good people to resign because they are scared. Scared of the shit that these people are going to do to them. These people are getting violent. They're mocking a child whose grandparent died. The fuck is wrong with you people? 
is a symptom, not the sickness. The sickness is in the district. It's in the school. It's, it's everywhere. And people are sick of it. We're aware of it. We know what's going on, especially now, and we know what you're doing, and we're not going to let this go. What is going on? I, I assume the implication is that you're indoctrinating the kids into communism, which is just butt-fucking-stupid, dude. It's so goddamn stupid. Here in this late-stage capitalist hellscape where all the schools prepare people to fucking go and work factory jobs that don't even exist anymore. <laughs> Fuck me! Let's go. You can't just fire this one guy. And then just call it quits, and that's it's done. It's not done. You're going to have to do something about this. We want the policy of the schools, the written policy change. We want you to follow the rules you're already supposed to be following. We want an investigation. As other people have mentioned, we need to investigation of this, a criminal investigation by an unbiased third party. Not an internal investigation where you guys will let yourselves off the hook. Okay, You have to be held accountable. Now, you could get ahead of this. You could do something about it. You can actually care about what the people in your community and the parents of these students that you're supposed to be taking care of, what they have said and what they care about, what they want, what the law-abiding citizens of this country and this community want, or you can just double down and hide. It's not going to work because we'll be back. We'll be back. We're here today. We'll be here next week. We'll be at every freaking board meeting that you guys have. Okay? You do not have a job. Do something now. Do something now. I bet this dude doesn't even have a kid in the, in the school system. It was like the dude that was threatening the healthcare workers in Tennessee didn't even have a kid in the school system. They get upset over anything. At least... Right now, they're not focused on trans people. That That is at least one positive thing. Because if they didn't have masks and Antifa and secret socialism to use as a boogeyman, they'd be all over trans people right now. I mean, they already are. But fuck. AOC explains trans men and non-binary people can menstruate after referring to menstruating people, which made fucking right-wingers heads explode. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said not only uh, women menstruate, but also trans men and non-binary people, responding to an earlier comment she made referring to menstruating people. Some women also don't menstruate, for many reasons, including surviving cancer that requires a hysterectomy, GOP mad at this are protecting the patriarchal idea that women are most valuable as uterus holders. And she is correct. See, there's the Daily Mail. AOC calls women menstruating people while explaining the female body. I like that she retweeted it and used it as a teachable moment. Ocasio-Cortez strongly criticized the new Texas law that bans abortion after six weeks of pregnancy without rape or incest exceptions. Apparently, 
Rape is illegal in Texas, so you don't have to worry about getting raped. So there doesn't need to be a exception to this law. We need we need to deputize citizens and put bounties on people's heads in order to ensure there is no abortion. Rape, however, it's just illegal, guys. Don't don't rape. You know, laws work. <laughs> You could you could easily put $10,000 bounties on rapists' heads and that would do a hell of a lot more good than your stupid-ass abortion law. <laughs> GOP and Dan Crenshaw's eye socket. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm sorry we have to break down Biology 101 on national television, but in case no one has informed him before in our life... In his life, six weeks pregnant means two weeks late for your period, she said. Two weeks late on your period for any person. Any person with a menstrual cycle can happen if you're stressed, if your diet changes, or for really no reason at all, so you don't have to have, or you don't have six weeks. You AOC. The pro-life, anti-abortion people are incredibly upset. About Pete Buttigieg. I wasn't even going to touch on this story. I know the, the, the shit libs were all like, Oh, look at the babies! But, like, I love, like, you know, right-wingers getting upset about shit. Much can be said about conservative hypocrisy when it comes to being pro-life, but not actually having any concern for what happens to babies after they're born. But the one time they do seem to care is when members of the LGBTQ community are the ones stepping up to take care of the kids. Pete and Chast is it Chastine? Chastine? I, I've never I've never heard his I've heard people say it. I just didn't care enough. Chastin? Chastin? Buttigieg? Pete and Chastin Buttigieg announced over the weekend. <laughs> I know I'm saying it wrong. I'm doing it on purpose. My Buttigieg. Announced over the weekend that they had officially welcomed two babies into their family. After telling the public in August that they were working on finalizing the process but sharing no further details at the time, now we know that Penelope Rose and Joseph August are the latest members of the Buttigieg clan following a year of trying to go through the adoption process. Good on them, bougie liberals. Yes, adopt some kids. Good. I have no problem with it. Right-wingers did. This Lily Rose on Twitter. Where are the mothers? My heart goes out to these infants. You can lose a mom or a dad through death, abandonment, abuse, or by design. It is wrong for us adults to pretend that loss of a loving mom or dad won't affect the child. What? This guy's like laughing my ass off. They're acting like they just went through 20 hours of labor. Literally stolen valor. I'm, I'm assuming they were in the hospital, right? Like, they were there when, like, a surrogate gave birth or some shit? They're not acting like they went through labor. They were just in a hospital where the babies were born. Frog butt! Whose handle is also butt watermelon. B-U-T-T, by the way. Frog butt. B-U-T-T. Butt. B-U-T-T. Watermelon. Says this is child trafficking. 
What the fuck? Jesse Kelly says, hope everyone is recovering okay. Take it easy for a while. No need to push it. Your body needs time to heal. Referring to, the, the for those of you listening to the podcast, they're, they're in like a, not in like hospital gowns or anything, but they're, they're sitting on a, on a, like a hospital bed together with the babies. Like it's not implying anything. It's sad when a child doesn't have a mother. Well, it's a, it's a Mr. L. I was getting ready to say, well, it'd be sad if you were their mother. This person says demonic. It's honestly heartbreaking to see children subject to this. Pray for these baby souls. Mrs. Betty Bauer says, Conservative Christians, you should adopt, not abort. The Buttigieg's. Okay, conservative Christians. <gasps> not like this. <laughs> exactly. Thank God these babies are with people of love and not like you, people of hate. Now, the DOJ announced today they will be suing Texas. Oh, you thought we were going into the fucking fluff shit, didn't you? No, we're back to the hard fucking news. The Department of Justice will be suing Texas over the state's new abortion law. Justice Department on Thursday sued Texas over a new state law that bans most abortions, arguing that it was enacted in open defiance of the Constitution. The lawsuit filed in federal court in Texas asked a federal judge to declare that the law is invalid to enjoin uh, its enforcement and to protect the rights of Texas that it has violated. The act is clearly unconstitutional under longstanding Supreme Court precedent, according to Attorney General Merrick Garland. Justice Department argues the law unlawfully infringes on the constitutional rights of women and violates the supremacy clause of the Constitution, which says federal law supersedes state law. Federal officials are also concerned other states might enact similar laws that would deprive their citizens of their constitutional rights. Fuck yeah. Thank you, DOJ, for doing something about this. We might need the DOJ to step in in Minnesota, though, where... Apparently, some video has come out that Fox News had an exclusive on where they are trying to slander Dante Wright before the upcoming trial of Kim Potter for his murder. This is a video on Fox. It was playing there. They just found a a video of him with a gun. Now playing around with it, holding it towards the camera, holding it towards his head. It's like a 17-second clip. They made a whole fucking deal out of it. It's exclusive Fox story. We have 17 seconds of video that is irrelevant to anything that happened to this young man. And I'm sure that most of the Fox audience... would cheer on a white person taking a video with their guns showing off. They probably watch 
political talking heads that show off with their fucking guns. Marjorie Taylor Greene posted a picture of herself shooting a gun either today or yesterday. And it was a long gun, too, with a, a rifle scope and shit. Celebrated by the right. But just as soon as they see a black kid with a gun, it's no longer about your constitutional right, no longer good for them. No, 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 no. Look at this thug. Dante Wright, the 20-year-old Minnesota man who was killed in a police-involved shooting in April, recorded a selfie video of himself playing with a handgun in a women's bathroom shortly before he allegedly shoved the weapon in her face and robbed him. Who? This, hold on, this, this article is weirdly written. Dante Wright, the 20-year-old Minnesota man who was killed in a police-involved shooting in April, recorded a selfie video of himself playing with a handgun. Oh, I guess it's a woman's bathroom. So he, he's in a woman's, not a women's bathroom, as in like a mall or some shit. He's in, like, a private residence, a woman's bathroom. That's where I was confused. Shortly before he allegedly shoved the weapon in her face and robbed her. The 13-second clip obtained by Fox News, uh, Wright is shown aiming the gun at the camera and at his own head. With the sound of running water in the background, police found it on his phone during their investigation, according to court documents. So, yeah, it's, it's the police department leaking this shit to the fucking media. I mean, it's possible that there was a reporter that went and uncovered this through a Freedom of Information Act or, or going through the records, but like Fox, is if it's a Fox exclusive, it wasn't like a, a local outlet breaking this, I'd put money on like some asshole cop is like, hey Fox, here, show this. Wright and an 18-year-old friend were charged with aggravated robbery on uh, December 2019. After he allegedly pointed the gun at the woman, reached into her clothing, choked her, and demanded she hand over $820 in cash, he knew she had tucked into her bra because her rent was due. Has nothing to do with him getting murdered. Wright was later accused of violating the terms of his release in the robbery case, and that's why he had a warrant out for his arrest when police pulled him over on April 11th. Body camera shows that he broke out of an officer's grip, jumped back into his car, and started to drive away before former Brooklyn City police officer Kim Potter shot him. His death prompted weeks of protest and led to first and second degree manslaughter charges against Potter. So yeah, they're they're trying to slander him and fucking make the the cop look like a victim. Fuck her. Remember last night. We played the the video of the cops in Vermont that had some sort of fake vaccine passport going on. I called them cute, like it's cute Vermont crime. Like, oh, look at these cops. And even like everybody they, they interviewed was like, aw, shucks. It's bad that they tried to, to get out of that vaccine requirement at their job. I, I was like, oh, Vermont's this wonderland or some shit. But apparently, like, there are cops up in Vermont, uh, a cab to them as well. 
Suspect in fatal officer-involved shooting was holding a cell phone. (sighs) Authorities say a Florida man fatally shot by a Rutland, Vermont police officer in a McDonald's parking lot last month was holding a cell phone and not a weapon. The Vermont State Police say interviews with uh, OFC Christopher Rose are now complete with his version of events from the August 25th shooting that killed Jonathan Mancilla, 33. Rose told investigators that following a car crash on Allen Street, he saw Mancilla, he saw Mancilla run into the nearby McDonald's. Rose pursued him into the restaurant and saw him inside one of the stalls of the men's room. He says Mancilla then exited the stall and ran towards him with what appeared to be an unknown weapon. Rose fired three rounds, striking Mansala or Mancilla twice in the chest. The object turned out to be a cell phone, because of course it was. The events began with a hit-and-run crash around 1.15 at the Goodwill on North Main Street. An alert went out to police to look for Mancilla's car. He was later spotted before rear-ending a UPS truck on Allen Street. State police say they expect to turn over the results of their investigation in the coming days to the Attorney General's office. And I thought Vermont was so cute. I was giving them props. Like, look at you guys. You got cute crime in Vermont. Innocent kids on the college campus giving their opinion. All right, here is some otter pops going swimming. We have sound? Is there sound for this? No. Oh, this is really low. We do have sound. Yay. Oh, they're cute. Oh my god, I didn't know otters made that noise. What the... Oh, that's precious. What the... That little squeaky noise. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah, back off. I don't know... These otters are in trouble. The mom was like, no, no, you don't get to go swimming. Oh, let the babies go swimming. Maybe mama had to go first to make sure it was safe. Ah, you went down the otter hole, eh? They do sound like lasers. Pew, pew, pew. Oh, that's sweet. The last one was like scared to get in and the mama like just grabbed him by the neck, pulled him down. That's good shit. From the top rope stutter. 
Alright guys, if you are watching on Twitch, you are heading over to Ricky the Great One's channel. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's alright to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin'. Myself and Sparkles Lavender will see you tomorrow night at 10 p.m. Eastern on the Friday Night Freak Show.